You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about Javon Carter's comments on joining the Chicago Bulls in an interview with CHGO Bulls. We're also going to predict the first week of the Chicago Bulls schedule. And is Jerry Reinsdorf selling the White Sox? We'll talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, Javon Carter was interviewed uh, and talked a little bit about joining the Bulls. I'm going to read a couple quotes here. We're going to break it all down. He did talk about the fact that he heard from his agent, and he, his agent brought up the fact that joining the Bulls was a possibility. And it, the exact quote here was, if it makes sense, Let's do it. So it seems like as soon as he heard the Chicago Bulls, which is the team that he grew up rooting for, he was all for it. Uh, He says, I'm just coming in and being myself, bringing what I have, talking to everybody in the organization. It seems like they love what I bring to the game of basketball and what I bring is something they were missing. What do you think about the acquisition of Javon Carter, kind of his mindset about joining his hometown team? I mean, listen, I I think that that's – I always love hearing those, right? Like it's my favorite thing to hear because – I hope that they're the things that are true, but we've heard so many players in the past go. Also, there was nobody else calling, right? Like, so I don't, I don't know what the situation was with Javon, but at a minimum, listen, he joins his hometown team. We're excited to have him here. I think he's going to be a heck of a defender for this Bulls team. I think he's going to be a dog uh, uh, um, for the, the, on the defensive end of the ball. I think he's going to be a guy that can knock down a three ball on the offensive end of the ball. Like we talked about on yesterday's episode, right? I think him and Torrey Craig are going to be a pair that kind of tries to replace that Lonzo ball connection that we saw. And I think we're going to hope for the best with that. And I'm excited to see him here in Chicago. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it's cool. That, here's the tough part, right? It's always cool to have the hometown guy here. There's only really been one hometown guy. Uh, two in Chicago sports history that I've really been like, I'm so glad we had that guy. It's really just Eddie Olchek and Derrick Rose, right? Like, is there another Chicagoan that you can remember that you were like, he was from here and he was amazing? No, no, I don't not. I'm sure I'm pretty sure somebody's going to be like, you guys are completely forgetting about X, Y, Z, but no. Hey, listen, they, they didn't lead. Maybe. Man, hold on now. Hold on. Is there a Chicagoan that won a Stanley Cup? I feel like there is. I don't know. I, yeah, that's tough. But but he wasn't the main guy. He wasn't the main guy. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I think Javon Carter is going to be a nice asset. We're doing a lot with the Chicagoans is my point. You know what I mean? They did the whole hometown thing on the Bears side. Now we got Io DeSumo. We got Javon Carter here on the Bulls side. I don't just need people that's from Chicago to come in here. Unless you're going to hoop like you're from Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, 
There's Which a difference I, in hooping listen, and then hooping like you're from Chicago. Bro, I think if anybody's going to hoop like they're from Chicago, it's going to be Javon Carter. It could like, be Javon Carter. Javon is an aggressive dude. I'm not going to lie to like, you. It, like, the only other player right now in the NBA that I could think of that's from Chicago that I would rather have on the Bulls is Jalen Brunson. Other than that, that's it. Jalen Brunson ain't from Chicago, though. I thought he was from Chicago. I think Jalen Brunson is from the Burbs, ain't he? Jalen Brunson, I think, was from Zion. I think he's up from by me. He is up oh. from by me, actually. Now that I think about it, he's absolutely from Lake County. <laughs> no, well, then that's I different. watched this man play wait, against wait, them. Did he just move up there to go to high? Because there's a difference. People move to go to high school somewhere else. No. Is he, did he grow up in the city? Well, that I don't know. I know that he went to high school. So he, I believe he went to... to uh, um, he went to Stevenson. He went to Stevenson, yeah. So he, he definitely grew up in Lake County area. Okay. Well, he he played in high school in Lake County area. I don't know where the family's originally from. I don't know where he grew up in as a kid. But I know in, in his high school years, he was definitely up there by us. Because I remember watching him and being like, and he might oh, be a little like small to make the in, He grew up in Jersey until the, until the sixth grade. So we can't take credit for him. That's oh, pretty yeah, old. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't, you can't, where's your formative years? Formative years of high school. Where, for, formative years of high school to me. Listen, if you're in up until the sixth grade, you're in Jersey. I look, I, I can't give you hey, from Chicago. Hey, bro. Here's, here's the thing, right? This is this is how 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 it is for me. How much of your music is from your high school days? No, nah, see, I'm I've come from a musically inclined family, so a lot of it's from before then, bro. Yeah, me too, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was hoping I was hoping somebody would agree with me on that. Because let me think, sixth grade is what, 12? Sixth grade is 12, yeah. So you six more years until you're technically a dog. No, he's not from Chicago. Yeah, bro. You okay. can't get That's that. tough. <laughs> but we playing Kevin Garnett. Because he's Kevin Garnett, bro. That's a little bit different, bro. Like that's, that's a little bit different. So we can claim KG for that year in Farragut. <laughs> but dog goes six years in Illinois out here for this man, and we can't claim him. Okay. Hey, I, I KG, want to figure it out. When KG won a title, he said thank you to everybody in Chicago. Hey, he still hey, gets hey. blamed. The hood came out for this man, bro. Hey, Kevin Garnett got the hood on his back. Yeah, no, funny, I just, bro. I, I, I think for me, right, like I, I think what Javon Carter is going to bring to this team is is going to be something that stabilizes. I don't think it's going to be over the top. Oh my God, I, you want you want to know what it is. Remember those two games that Goran Dragic gave us very early in the season last year? Yeah. It's going to be that, but all year. With yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think also Javon Carter, not to say Patrick Beverly absolutely has edge too, right? But we know Patrick Beverly is Pat, like Patrick Beverly celebrated like he just won his first title after go, getting out the play-in. Javon Carter, I think, is going to have that same level of intensity, but it's going to be more knighted, more kind of motivating rally. I think Javon Carter realized, Patrick Beverly still thinks he's a star. He's not. Javon Carter realizes he's not the star, but I think he can have that type of impact with the team, especially being here the full season, right? We always, me, you always talk about how you expect somebody to come in mid-season. They could only do so much. Pat Bev gave us some some really good energy for 23 games. But yeah. we now theoretically going to have Jalen Carter for 82. That's a much different impact. Javon Carter. What did I say? Jalen Carter. Who the hell is that? J Javon know. Carter. <laughs> Who's Jalen Carter? That's a that's that's football, brother. Is that the football? That's the uh, that's no, the yeah. that's the Philadelphia Eagles uh de new defensive lineman, ain't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not him. Javon Carter. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I think I think I think we're going to be 
Here's the interesting thing about Javon, and I'm not going. I'm not going to slight Pat Bev. I guess I would. Here's the thing. I would have took Pat Bev too, just not at that money that he was talking. By the way, how much did did Philly pay Pat Bev? He was talking about he wanted uh, twelve to fifteen million, and we was laughing. How much did Philly end up paying him? I have no idea, bro. I'm not even going to act like I know. It is what it is. Uh, But you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think which you know, if me and you were able to have our unleashed show. It is. We would be the Midwest version of it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> to me, to me, right. If he just brings what he brought to the Milwaukee Bucks in 22 minutes a game, eight, 81 games last season. Again, durability, very important. Before this, didn't get an opportunity to really be uh, uh, continually in that lineup, right? Mm-hmm. Eight points a game, 42% from the three-point line, point one point oh eight steals right or point eight steals so mm-hmm. basically he would get a steal here and there but the on ball defensive stats is what really stands out to me when you look at a guy like javon carter if he gives us that we're we're good yeah the question is is that your starting point guard and that's really what i want to take a look at in training camp i mean i think i think that's what all eyes are going to be on is the two positions the one and the four who comes out as the starter on those positions every other position is basically set and i think that that also is going to set the tone for your bench as well and i and so i mean we'll end up seeing but like i said as long as billy donovan if it's based off performance i can't be mad at whoever comes out of either one of those positions whoever comes in shows improves and then we just keep it moving at that point yeah no it I, i'm i'm excited to see what this season is going to bring i think that it's not the – we didn't make the flash moves. We mm-hmm. made the moves that make logical sense. Right. The logical sense moves aren't enjoyable. They're not fun. They're not stuff that you can sit here and nitpick the entire offseason and be excited about or upset about. Like, you just got to sit there and be like, I like Javon. I don't love Javon. I don't hate Javon either. Well, see, the thing is, I That's do think that Bulls fans can fall in love with Javon Carter if that performance, like, me and you, oh, we, listen. yeah. I said when we got Alex Caruso and Bulls fans were losing their mind at that, y'all going to love him in two years. Don't, or y'all going to love him within, I said I said 30 games uh, uh, when we first signed him because most were losing their mind. Huh? It, it took, took five. five. It took five. I said, y'all going to love him within 30 games. It took five. You know what I mean? And I can they admit, like, I was one of the guys with the, with, the Alice Caru- with the Alice Caruso signing. I was like, hey, I mean, it's not a bad signing, but I'm not really wild at it. I honestly think it was probably the second preseason game that season where I was like, oh, no. Oh, I was wrong. This kid, this guy got some energy. So, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. Like, it's Javon Carter has the potential, especially with that point of attack defense, to be really dangerous for the Bulls, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm doing the ad read today, and I forgot about that. Uh, you, you know, I haven't work had today. an ad read. Got to dust off these vocal cords. Haven't had an ad read in, uh, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I did an ad read. Dog, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. If y'all saw me at Bulls Fest, you already know. The legs was out, and I was rocking the Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Cup really good around the... Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, Bird Dogs fixed the issue by inverting cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches 
so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. I can squat all the way down to the ground, pick up a penny, and bring it back up. Why? why wait, wait, why is Bird that? dogs <laughs> use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I was mad dry out there, but they weren't. Uh, show yourself wearing bird dogs. On, oh, well, never mind. We don't got to do that part. Wait a minute. You threw me off there. Go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on NBA or enter a promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat as birddogs.com forward slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, but they do. Oh, man. If you guys right? can't tell anything else. You good? Uh, Pat the designer definitely has been listening to some sexy red and Suki. I can hear with that comparison. My man said he can bend down and pick up a penny. Why is that the bar? What is you gonna... <laughs> hey man? <laughs> oh man! I was in my town thugging with my round. <laughs> Genuine tears, bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Let's get the show back. Is that not the line? I thought I thought that was how it was supposed. To... No, I haven't done these in a while. I haven't oh, done an man. ad read in a while, bro. It's funny. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. All right, back on track, y'all. Uh, Woo. All right, so we're uh, next up. We're going to predict the first week of the bull schedule, man. That's five games. Uh, Pat, I'll, I'll shoot it over to you first. We open the season uh, at home against the OKC Thunder. Who, 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 who's pulling that one out? You know what? I think uh, here's, here's the one thing about the Bulls that we know. They start the season very excited, very fiery, uh, and give us a lot of hope. Remember, last year, Miami. It made Ringo stand up. If you know Ringo, that's hilarious. Um, and, I mean, realistically, like, I think that that's how the Bulls will start this season. I got the Bulls not only with a win. I got the Bulls with a dominant win versus the uh, the OKC Thunder. Okay. Okay. I, I, the, oh, this is – I think that we had so much trouble last year with young, scrappy, deep teams. And so the Bulls start off this season against the OKC Thunder, which fit – that whole bill. Heck, the OKC Thunder just had to cut two former first-round picks from their roster. Just wave them. They're just out there, free agents now, because of how many young players they have on that roster. Yeah. If the Bulls come in and they set that type of tone early, uh, it'd be great, but I'm sorry. They got Shea Gilders Alexander on it. You know, I'm very high on him. Had the, had the Thunder one more at the beginning of the season, Shea would have been in the MVP uh, conversation. I love the Bulls, but I got to be realistic. I got the OKC Thunder pulling that one out. We'll see, man. We'll see. Listen, we all had Miami pulling that one out, although Miami did have the season they had. But I'm yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty big on it. Next game versus Toronto. Also yeah. at home, uh, Dyer DeRozan in the building. Yeah, got to be. It's gotta a Friday, be. too, so it's not a school night. No school night. I need Dyer there. Uh, Dyer? Dyer? Dyer, right? Dyer? Dyer, I think it is. Dyer. D-I-A-R. Uh, I got the Bulls starting off the season 2-0. 
Okay, cool, 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 cool. I actually have the Bulls winning this one as well. I think that uh, the Bulls play Toronto tough. I know, uh, I think they, did they win the season? Or we, I think we split it last season. Um, but I think that this is going to be one of those games. This is going to be the game that the Bulls definitely win at home. They set a tone. We feel all good after this one. I think I'm going to predict Zach Levine to pick up off what he did in the playoff, play in game against the Toronto Raptors. I'm going Zach Levine with over 30 in this game. Bulls pull out the victory. I'm right there with you. Uh, two, I'm t- I got them two and zero. Oh, you got them one and one. Mm. Detroit on Saturday, back to back. The first of twelve. Did we say twelve? Fourteen actually. Did we up, both yeah. miscount it? We Jesus both miscounted, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you got to drop down and pick those pennies up a little bit faster, hey, man, bro. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm just in the town thugging with my rounds. I got the Bulls beating Detroit um, easily. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bulls over Detroit Listen, all day. I mean, I I like a lot of the Detroit roster, but until I see them actually look formidable together, I can't really pick them to win too much. I think they're going to be another struggle season there. They got a new coach. They got Monty Williams. I think he's going to be do really good for them over time. But I think I I think the Bulls are going to pull this one out in Detroit as well. And this is the first of a three game away trip to end the first week of the season, which is crazy. Um, hey, but yeah, so I got, screwed on the schedule. I looked at it bro. at first. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Then when you start going through home away travel and all of that, it's just like, who made this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just weird. They, they like screwing over the Bulls. But stay in the division against Indiana in the next game, Monday, October 30th. Uh, how you got this one going, Pat? Hey, listen, I'm big on the Bulls starting off the season 4-0, and and it will not happen this year. Uh, Indiana is a squad to reckon with, and we have struggled with them even at our best. Um, even when they were at their worst, we have struggled against this Indiana squad. I've got Indiana taking the first game of the season versus the Bulls. Ooh, okay. Okay. I am going to agree with you on this one. I think I look at that Indiana team, uh, Ben Matherin, who should be in the starting lineup now as well. Uh, him, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who Halliburton is just a monster. And I also think the size of the Indiana Pacers gives us a little bit of trouble there as well. Um, Jerace Walker, o- Obi Toppin, and Jalen Smith all kind of coming in outside of Miles Turner in that 4-5 position, I think could give the Bulls a little bit of fit there. We'll start seeing the, the contribution of Torrey Craig. They got Bruce Brown as well this offseason. Yep. NBA champion Bruce Brown. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Pacers to win this one. This also, week. Halliburton coming off of a Team USA stint. So. Oh, yeah. When we see the league that, 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 that causes people to have. Remember so. how that goes. Yeah. Next game versus Dallas. I got us beating Dallas. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to how to look at Dallas to just be 100% honest with you man. Um well, I mean at that point we they probably play a little a uh, couple of games before we play them but but I, even in Dallas I feel confident we can pull a win out in Dallas, bro. Now here's the real question. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz I got the Bulls 4 and 1 to start the season. Yeah, Our I first in season tournament group play. I think you got them uh, 3 and 2 right now. Okay. No, you got us beating Dallas, right? Yeah. You got us 4 and 1 there. Right, no, because I had us losing to OKC and, and the Pacers, three and two. Yeah, uh, our first in season group tournament play versus the Brooklyn Nets. Will this will the environment be amped up back home? Will the Bulls fans lose their mind for the in season tournament? <laughs> do you does does uh, Bird Dogs want you to take your Bird Dogs off? Whoa. 
Oh, no, man. the answer to that is no. Keep those ones on. And the- I think based on what Bird Dog's box says, I think the answer is yes, <laughs> which is even more concerning. <laughs> no, bro. Like, I, I like, like nobody's going to be amp about this game. And and yeah. I hope that this is another young, scrappy team, though. I, um, And uh, I hope that the boy, look, this is what I'll say, is that it's going to get interesting. The Brooklyn Nets absolutely can win this game, but this is my team. And I'm in games that I predict to be close, I'm going to pick the Bulls to win. I think the Bulls are going to beat Brooklyn. Now, that's we said we're going to do the top, the first five. This is number six. So at least that oh, puts me at, yeah, you're, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, that puts us at four and two to start the season on my side. Um, you know what? I think this is one of those games where we're going to say the Bulls, like, they they basically think no one cares about this in-season tournament, and I'll bet you Brooklyn cares. And I'm going to say that Brooklyn ends up getting this one. So I got us 4-2 and two as well, but I think that we end up losing this game versus Brooklyn where me and you are both sitting here on a post-game show just going, what the heck just happened? Yeah. That's, that could definitely that could definitely be the case as well. Um, now the yeah. real question is: Will either of us rage within the first six games? If the Bulls go two and four, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's the not Bulls beat much. OKC. They beat Toronto. Lose to Detroit, Indiana, Dallas, and Brooklyn. Let's just stop there, bro. Because I don't—I'm getting frustrated already, and the games ain't even happened yet. That's the <laughs> no problem. games have been played. What are you talking about? Yes, I'm getting frustrated already just by the thought of it. Um, but all right, y'all, let us know y'all predictions for the Bulls' first week of the season. We want to see how you guys are feeling about the Bulls' schedule. There, I also want to remind you guys that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Before we go, Pat, we got one last topic, and this came out late today or yesterday, I should say. Jerry's Reinsdorf uh, could be looking for the to get a new stadium for the White Sox, and then on top of that, at the end there, it says that he, he could consider selling the team now. Jerry Reinsdorf is also the owner of the Chicago Bulls. What? How does this make you feel, Pat? Please, God. Please, like, dog, don't don't tip me out here, bro. Like, listen. As far as leaving guaranteed rate, I don't know, right? Like, because first off, it's the sale still, but like, it's not, but it is. Yeah. Um, and here's my fear. And here's my fear even, like, I think the Bulls are a big enough brand that it would never happen with them. But I can't imagine rooting for a team that leaves the market. But I can't become a Cubs fan. Well, and I think if Jerry... It's going to move, though. Well, I think if Jerry sells and you look at the situation that's happening with what's going on with Milwaukee right now, with Mm -hmm. what recently happened to Oakland right now, listen, Chicago's a great market. But White Sox fans, I, I love us. I, I agree. We shouldn't be going to games when the team sucks, but Jerry Reinsdorf just don't care that much to make this team better. But listen, the ticket sales are bad. The attendance is bad. The like the White Sox probably haven't sold out a game since we played the Yankees early in the year. And I don't even know if we sold that out with Sox fans. Like realistically, you're talking well, I can't say that. Cubs and Sox probably sold out. Cubs and Sox usually a game that sold that out. That was that was the last sellout. So we probably sold out both of those, right? But realistically, I mean, like, there's nothing tying the White Sox to staying to sh- staying in Chicago outside of the name Chicago 
And the bigger team here is the Cubs. So I wouldn't be surprised if the 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 uh, uh, powers that be said we'd rather give another city a team over a continued fan base that won't show up the games because the team continues to suck because Jerry doesn't care about the team. I know why we don't do it. I agree with why we don't do it. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't add up to us sticking around. I think if Jerry sells his team, this team might be on the move. I mean, that's an interesting take. Um, I just, I guess I don't believe that Jerry's going to, like, if he's, I think if Jerry were to sell the White Sox, he'd want so much money for the Sox that it'd be hard to find out. And watch it be something that he doesn't sell it outright. He just sells a portion of the team. And still, I think, I think if Jerry wants to sell the team, it's because Michael doesn't want him. Mm, but isn't, isn't, am I not, isn't Michael a bigger Sox fan than a Cubs fan? I mean, then a uh, Bulls fan. Oh, I'm making that Man, up. I don't know nothing with these mugs, bro. Like, realistically, they say Jerry says he cares more about the Sox than uh, the Bulls, but he refuses to go out and spend any money on players. Meanwhile, the Bulls, he spends money on players all the time. This is true. Now, he spends money on the wrong players sometimes. <laughs> spends money on the wrong GMs at times. You know what I mean? Like, spends money on the wrong head coaches at times, but like, Dog, like we we went out and hired Robin Ventura because he played for the team before. Like, yeah. he doesn't care about the White Sox. I don't care what he says. I love I love baseball more than I love basketball. Man. No, you don't go take a nap, bro. Your Jerry Reinsdorfer imitation is hilarious. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but here's the thing, though, because we heard that Jerry Reinsdorf was considering. This is why. This is part of the reason I don't believe this rumor. Jerry Reinsdorf. We just heard not even two months ago that Jerry Ronson was considering starting a network that would house the Blackhawks, Sox, and, and Bulls games. So now you're going to sell one of those teams? I don't see it happening, bro. And if he does start the network before he sells the team, I definitely don't think the team's leaving Chicago. I think he's going to sell it to somebody who has interest in the city of Chicago. I don't, here's the tough part, right? And I think recent history has screwed up our perception of it. I don't know what Jerry likes anymore. I don't think Jerry knows what he likes anymore. Eh, he likes soup. Um, but I don't, I don't know, that. right? Like, I, if we're being realistic, Jerry Reinsdorf is already in the Hall of Fame for, I want to say, for baseball and basketball. Maybe not baseball, but I but for sure basketball. I don't know if he can get in for baseball yet because of his contributions to it, which tells me at a certain point he loved being a part of the winning culture. But it also was at a time where he had all of the control. Mm. I just, I don't know what Jerry, like, uh, realistically, it just feels like Jerry cares about spend, making money, which is fine. Listen, at the end of the day, as somebody who wants to make good money, um, this is a business. It just so happens that the business that I'm in is influenced by him winning. But I get why you want to just make more money. And it's like he said, guess what? Second place sells more. Second place keeps fans in the stands. Second place keeps people coming back. Hope sells more. It does. And that's why you never see him spend the big amount of money to go out and win championships. Because realistically, yes, I could win those championships, but as soon as those championships players are gone, the hope is gone. Mm. But if I got those next level players that maybe get you there, there's hope. 
I'm going into the last three White Sox seasons with hope. I'm done hoping. I now, hope, I of hope course, he sells. People are going to naturally ask, could this mean that he also could be opening to selling the Chicago Bulls? I have my thoughts on that, Pat. What are your thoughts on the possibility? I, I really believe he loves the Bulls more than he loves the Sox. I don't care what he says. Okay. Because it, reason why. Now, granted, Michael's a part of this. Uh, Pax is a part of this. All of that. The second the Bulls weren't the weren't selling out every every game, a change happened. We sold out years. We were terrible. Yeah. We sold out in seasons that we were god-awful basketball teams. Mm -hmm. The one season, remember, when, uh, 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 um, what was it? After we traded, last season of Boiler, I mean, you could have got tickets for 30 bucks, day of game. True, but the only only pushback I'm going to have for that is that it still took John Paxson to go to Jerry Ryan's stuff and be like, hey, man, we probably should look at something different. And even then... Even after Paxson said that, Jerry Reinsdorf still wanted AK to consider keeping on Jim Boylan. So it didn't cause that much change in the grand scheme of things, bro. Like, it's just, I, I think even a firing is a change. A firing of everything, right? Like, you fired Gar Foreman. Now, John true, Paxson. I mean, listen, moved I think up. It, at that point, it was time for Gar to go. Like, Gar bro, and his it Muppet was time face. for Gar to go five years early. <laughs> True, but you know everybody has somebody has to be the scapegoat when you start not selling out, and Gar Foreman would have been that. I'm just saying that I don't think that it it took all those things to happen. It took Paxson to say, "Hey, Jerry, I don't know if I can do this anymore." I think the Gar Foreman uh, firing would have happened regardless, but it took John Paxson to say that, and then it also took AK to stand up and say, "Hey, Jerry, I love you. Thanks for the job, but I'm not keeping Jim Boylan on." Hey, I don't know. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but there was a there was an end of season press conference and Gar was talking. And in the press conference, you could like visibly see you couldn't like it wasn't actual active movement, but like you could see like the actual space being created between Pax and Gar. Like, nah. yep. Well, there, in, towards the end of that season too, like once they stop, because once Paxson realized, okay, I can't let Foreman talk anymore. I'm gonna have to come back and start. Like that's when you start to realize, like, all right, bro, like what's happening here, bro? Pax was like, "Mus getting fired." <laughs> he said, "He said I want a championship for this team." Oh you, man, you didn't. Oh man, that's funny, bro. <laughs> bro. That is hilarious. nah. But here's the, I say all that to say, um, the White Sox have been doing that for basically the last ten years. He hasn't we'll changed see, anything. Nothing's yeah. changed. No, like that. That's how I know he's just like, hey man, I make some money off of it. So I I would not be surprised if somebody asked, hey Jerry, would you consider selling the team? And he just looked at him and said. Yeah, for three billion dollars. Yeah, sure. And then somebody went back and was like, "Hey, Jerry said he'd consider." So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? All I'll say is this: I'll finish on this. Me and you have seen every White Sox playoff series they've won since 1917. Yep. That sucks. Sell the team. Sell the team. Sell the team. Because you don't care. Sell the team. I've That's seen every, I've seen, bro, at a certain point, you got to be pissed off a little bit, right? Like, Jerry bought the Bulls after the Sox. Yeah. 
at a certain point, you got to be a little bit upset. Three playoff series? And it all happened the same year. Stop playing. Let's get out of here. Follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. Follow me on everything at Path Design. I thank God we don't do Locked on White Sox. I'd be eviscerating this team <laughs> every Bro, night. I'd be you think we get angry out. at the... Like I say, tell the people, I... I Love the Chicago Bulls. I live and breathe the Chicago Bears and the Chicago White Sox. I just keep hoping, bro. If we if we hosted <laughs> Locked On Sox, bro, they would be like, there is a very angry black man with a podcast and we need it to stop. <laughs> Somebody would be sending notes to Lock to David bro. Lock like, hey, man, listen. If I if they ever put me on locked on socks, bro, I swear I would just be eviscerating this team Man, on a nightly listen. basis. I would make sure that they knew who I was. I'd call these mugs out by name, and then when they tried to come at me and be like, "Hey, man, you don't know what you're talking about," I'd do a a a, a Jordan Crawford roast of these mugs after every game. That's, you know what I was just about to say that Petty Roosevelt would have to be the host of Locked Ooh. On Socks because I don't think Hayes could do it because my brain would snap every time i do the first inch first five minutes of the show yeah i'm i'm haze you know host of locked on no it's petty roosevelt don't even worry about it right, and we got, bro we got 82 games of this team right like the bulls are bad but like realistically we're gonna be we're gonna have fun for 40 of it yeah or we're gonna be like ah that was okay for like 20 of it yeah you know i mean bro 162 games I yeah. would commit crimes after doing Locked on White Sox, bro. Like, right, come on, man. bro. Let's get out of here. All right, man. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every single day. For Path the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, man. We out here. Peace, y'all. Peace. In later news, angry podcaster takes out seven banks after watching a White Sox game.